Hi everyone, Liam here with a quick bonus episode of the Early Education Show. Uh, earlier this week, Snake, uh, the uh, National Voice for Our Children and the Family Matters campaign, launched uh, a position paper on the call for an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, a National Commissioner for Children and Young People. This is a really important call and some really important advocacy that's taking place in the early education sector and there's a range of great ways that uh, all the listeners, anyone working in early education um, can support this call. I was really fortunate I managed to grab a little bit of time with Richard Weston, who's the new CEO of Snake, to talk about this important call. Um, so listen up, enjoy, head to our website after you listen to make sure you add your support to this call. All right, Richard. So again, thanks for joining uh, the podcast. We're really, uh, we're really grateful to have you on talking about um, this, in, this important call, uh, which we're going to get to soon. But uh, Richard, I know you're really new to, to Snake as the CEO, so congratulations first. But can you tell us a bit about um, Snake and, and what they do? Yeah, look, uh, thanks for that. Um, Look, SNAKE's a a national um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peak body, um, and and our focus is on the wellbeing of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children. So our focus is on um, supporting the rights of our children, uh, in particular their safety, development and wellbeing, and and their right to access their culture and to be strong in their identity. you know, we do a lot of policy advice to government, um, really trying to influence uh, the way that they put out programs and, and policy effort um, as it affects Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children. Um, the organisation's really well established. It's been around for almost 40 years and, and it represents a whole range of um, community-controlled organisations across the country that operate in the child and welfare and early childhood um, sectors. I'd say there's been some fantastic work from Snake over such a long period of time. Yeah, look, I, I'm really, um, you know, uh, pleased and honoured with the opportunity to, to um, work with the organisation. Um, and, uh, you know, it, even within this short space of time, the last week or so that I've been in the in the job, I've, I've had so much, um, so many people from government, policy makers, um, politicians, and even our own community reaching out to me and just um, talking about the snake in such positive and glowing terms and really wanting the organisation to do well. Um, because I think if, if snake does well, then, then you know, we will get good outcomes for, for our children going forward. Absolutely. Um, and can you, can you tell us a bit about um, so the, the work Snake's doing with the, the Family Matters campaign? Yeah, sure. Look, the Family Matters campaign is a is a focus on um, eliminating the overrepresentation of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids in the child protection system and in particular out of home care. So it's a campaign that's been running for a number of years um, and it, it's being led by SNAKE but it has a, a, a range of other Aboriginal organisations and mainstream organisations supporting it. Um, and, you know, the, the, what we've been doing for the last few years is putting out a Family Matters report that we um, launch every year. We launch it at, uh, in Canberra and uh, invite some politicians to come along and speak and respond to it. Um, and we did this last week in, in Canberra with the 2019 report. Um, and, look, it's a fantastic piece of work. It, it, it's very... It has a... Um, 
a very robust data and information. All of the states and territory jurisdictions have input into the report, so we write to them and they, they provide data and information and updates on on the work they're doing in, in that space, in the child protection space, and how they're addressing the overrepresentation. Um, so the report has a lot of data and information, but it, but this report this year has a lot of, um, well, a number of good examples of, of what we're calling green shoots in terms of change and improvements in, in the system that will, over time, um, we hope, uh, reduce that overrepresentation of our kids going into, into those child protection systems. Yeah, it's such an amazing campaign. Honestly, I'd like we'll have to do an entire episode on that campaign one day because um, it is there's some amazing people doing some amazing work and really focusing, I think, on Indigenous-led um, sort of solutions and and ideas about these these issues, which is just important. But also, it's the only way to win this to win this battle. Yeah, I think so. I think that um, the thing the evidence shows us that when Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Um, you know, make the decisions and and provide the leadership, and they they um, design and develop their own solutions. So that the outcomes are much better. Um, and I think that's a logical. It's logical that that would be the case because we're the ones that care the most about our children and our people. And if we can get the right supports and the right um, partnerships that. Um, place our decision makers and leadership at the centre, but with, you know, really good um, working relationships with mainstream orgs, then we will get better outcomes. And, and the Family Matters campaign, uh, you know, has, a, has around 150 um, organisations, Indigenous organisations and mainstream organisations, you know, signing up and supporting, supporting that campaign. So really great support that people care enough and are interested enough to, to see... Um, you know, the, the awful figures of kids going into care. Our kids are, are 10 times more likely than non-Indigenous kids to be in the out-of-home care system. And, and those numbers and those that rate is just growing over time. So it, it's it's good to have that support. And we just need to get the right levers pulled in, in government policy and program effort, um, particularly at the Commonwealth level. I think the states are starting to do their bit. Um, but, you know, as always, there's always more that needs to be done. Ambassador, that's probably a great segue in terms of more needs to be done and the, the collaborative focus you've just mentioned there is that um, uh, the reason we want to talk to you today is that yesterday uh, Snake and Family Matters launched a position paper that was calling for an Aboriginal uh, and Torres Strait Islander Children's Commissioner. So, and, th- and this was a, a call that was joined by more than 80 uh, organisations. So can you tell us a bit about that, that position paper? Yeah, the, look, the, we released the paper yesterday, and it, it is one of the recommendations out of last week's Family Matters report. But we wanted to uh, do do the launch this week just to just to provide a bit more information and a greater focus on it. Um, look, we, I think it's a great solution um, to the challenge of getting better policy and program effort, and it's coming from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander leadership with the support of. Um, whole range of um, mainstream stakeholders that operate in the, in the children's space. You know, we, we've just talked about um, over-representation of children in, in child protection, but we're seeing kids go from child protection into juvenile justice, so there's this ongoing, um, persistent um, experience of disadvantage, uh, and it just, you know, it has enormous impacts um, on our, you know, on... On, the, on our 
our future, on our future adults, you know, and our communities and families uh, across generations. And, um, you know, a, ch a children's commissioner dedicated to supporting the rights of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children, we think will be a, a you know, potentially be a, um, a change maker in the system. Um, being able to influence government policy, being able to hold governments to account, being able to um, draw in those jurisdictions into a into a central central forum and, and a central mechanism that can help better coordinate efforts across the country, um, and also get legislative reform as it's needed, and also to, to review program policy effort to get to get better, more responsive policies and programs. And also to, to um, elevate the voice of children in, in that policy space. So, so much is done um, uh, in the name of children, but often without their without their input, without their voice. Um, and we, we need to change that if we're going to get better outcomes and address the this ongoing the ongoing disadvantages that our people face. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Richard, you've you've, got, you've hit the nail on the head really there. I think there's a kind of a double. Um, you know, almost um, inequity there is that often uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are very often not listened to our community and certainly children are not often listened to our community. So for, for Indigenous children, the, the situation is... Um, is, is pretty bad. You, the, the position paper, you know, and you, you've, you've touched on a lot of these points already, Richard, but the position paper makes a really clear and, and straightforward case for, I think, why why the commissioners needed. Are you able to sort of talk about, you know, from Snake's perspective, what's the what's the big reason or, or, or sort of set of reasons that we, we sort of need this role, this national level doing this work? Well, I've talked about um, disproportionate levels of disadvantage and discrimination. So that's one of the one of the, the key reasons, but also that our kids seem to fall back, uh, fall through the cracks um, within a, the federal system that we operate. So we have a, you know, child protection services, for example, is is, is a good example because they're delivered by the states, um, and it's the Commonwealth that we're we're really focusing on here to create the national position to provide the leadership across across the country and draw those states and territories into a you know into a set of standards um, into a set of um, coherent policies that are aimed at supporting the rights of aboriginal and torres strait islander children um, i think there's um, you know there is a reluctance in conservative governments to um, around rights around rights issues but when we when you delve into the um, the rights of the child as it comes out of the United Nations uh, is that these these aren't really a burden on society they're actually the sort of the sort of things that help to create healthy children so it's things like a right to an education a right to be safe um, you know a right to be to to live in your culture and and and, and your identity and these are these are core elements that don't just relate to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids, they relate to all children. But in Australia, we've got a history, a systemic, a history of systemic um, discrimination and, and um, disadvantage that's been legislated for, you know, from well, almost since the time that um, Europeans came to Australia. And I guess the focus, one of the focuses has been over the last um, 10 or so, 10, well, 20 years, I suppose, is the stolen generations. And the need for a commissioner is highlighted by the impact of um, the stolen generations on on, on our communities, that, that um, the impact of trauma, the impact of um, 
a trauma on children and how that affects the developing brain of children, the developing brains of children, how those impacts are long lasting and lead to a whole range of social challenges um, across the board that then subsequent generations have to try and pick up and fix. Um, so the need for a, for a, a children's commission will help helps understand that and, and this position that we're calling for needs to be an identified um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander position, so filled by an appropriately skilled and knowledgeable Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander person. And the reason for that is that not only do our people have the technical skill to understand um, the issues around child development and the, and the need to, to protect children, but it's also that they feel those issues. Many of our people um, have links to the stolen generation, so they understand what that impact is. And, um, you know, I, and I think a, a children's commissioner is a great way to, is a great lever that the governments can pull um, and provide quite a powerful response in the system to addressing this overrepresentation. Absolutely. And I, and I noticed on the, the position paper that the, 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 this call for a, an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander um, commissioner is supported by all the current um, children's uh, commissioners across, yeah. and which is great. So this isn't seen as something that's taking away from, you know, additional work that's happening with children. This is seen as important work that needs to be done in its own right. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it is. It's really there to enhance. It's not to say that um, what we're doing currently is all bad. Or it's just I think we just want to pull the right levers and and to get a greater effort um, in, in the space. That the, the children's commissioners in Victoria and. Um, more recently in South Australia, uh, you know, have proven to be good, um, good appointments and good developments, and we want to replicate that at the national level. In fact, I, the PAVE is also calling for the establishment of further commissioners around in other states and jurisdictions where they don't exist. But certainly, this call has the support of um, the Victorian and um, South Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Children's Commissioners, and also. Um, State-based and territory-based guardians are also supporting the call. And then on top of on top of that is there's uh, more than 80 organisations that work in the children's space are also supporting this call. So it's, this isn't just a snake voice that's um, you know pushy putting this forward. This is coming from a sector and it's coming from um, you know coming backed by a lot of credibility and 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 a, and a strong belief that this is a this is a, an important step to take. That's wonderful. Well, the majority of the listeners uh, to this podcast, Richard, sort of work directly with young children in early education settings or, or support those who do. Um, how, can, how can those people, how can the listeners support, you know, both Snake and this, uh, this specific call? Um, well, I think, I think firstly, just, to, just as an acknowledgement of the people that work in, in your sector, in, in early childhood, um, how important that work is, um, I, I think that, um, you know, getting children off to a good start in life is so critical. And that's what I've learned from my experience working with um, uh, stolen generations is that when, if you do not take care of children um, from a very, you know, almost from in utero right through to birth and then through to those, those early years, if, if they're not nurtured, if they, they're not, um, they don't have good attachment, um, you know, if, if we're not looking after those developing brains, then we're, those kids are going to have, those kids, their families and communities are going to have problems going forward. So I don't think we can um, 
Well, I, I certainly can't um, underestimate or, or, or the impact that um, people that work with um, children in the early childhood space can have on the well-being of um, not only our children but our communities as a whole. So I, I guess want to acknowledge and, and thank people, um, your listeners that work in that space and, and just recognise and acknowledge that their work is, is critical, critically important. Um, having said that, I, I suspect that they don't get the recognition um, perhaps more broadly that they, they should be getting. Um, and certainly and in, in terms of supporting this call, this, this um, paper's out on the social media and it's um, so people who are on social media can share it, um, retweet it, um, tweet their support. We have a couple of hashtags running um, because of them we must and, and kids matter. Um, so I think the you know those are the things that people can do in a practical sense. People that want to go a little bit further can write to their local MPs or put in phone calls to their local MPs and express support for this um, this call and 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 ensure try and ensure that it gets heard by um, um, Minister Rustin and and also um, Ken White, um, our federal minister for Indigenous Australians, um, in the federal government. Um, because I, I think they're the ones that um, are really the ones that are going to have to, to create this position um, and support it um, if we're going to see see this recommendation taken up. But, um, yeah, and I think just also just to, to your listeners, those working with, with our children, just, um, yeah, just keep um, supporting our kids to, to know... Um, know their identity, know who they are, um, who they are, help them to stay connected to their culture and and supporting their their parents to understand how important those early years are as well. Absolutely. And look, add great advice every day of the year, but I think particularly this week, Children's Week, which is, you know, yeah. which comes out of the, the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child, um, which has a lot of those things around a child's right to identity and, and, and cultural yeah. safety around those things as well. Um, well, Richard, uh, I know it's a very busy week for Snake this week with a whole bunch of things going on. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to the Early Education Show. And there's a whole uh, range of advice you've given there for people to take. I will have a whole bunch of links in our uh, episode page for this for this episode. And we really encourage everyone to go and join this, this really important call and, and support the ongoing incredible work of Snake. Thanks a lot, Liam. And, um, uh, you know, thanks for having me on, on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you.